Welcome to the Karen Messina podcast, where we talk about everything from survivors to success stories, from pain to purpose, and how to make your life the dream life you have always wanted. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Karen Messina podcast. How's everybody doing? I'm sorry, this is a day or two late, but I've just been um, celebrating my daughter's wedding, which was on Sunday, and then my granddaughter's birthday, which was on Monday. So it has been a whirlwind of happy and exciting events. So I hope that you have happy and joyous events going on in your life because it really does lift your spirits and make everything feel better. So today is step two of the Uh, reaching your goal and deciding what you want for your life. So last episode, we talked about um, what to do to decide on your goal, what's been blocking you from reaching it. And I wanted you all to identify your obstacles and write them down, whatever they are. So now that you have your goal written down and your obstacles, I I want to talk about what do you have control over and what you don't have control over. Now, I came across a graphic that was just in time for this episode. And it's the coolest thing. It's it's um, what I can control and what I can't. And it's just the best little graphic. And I'll try to post it. Um, well, I'll put it on my Facebook page so you could see it there. And maybe I can attach it to this um, episode. I don't know, but I guess we'll find out. Anyway, um, Now that you have your goal written down, um, what I want you to do is start to think about what you can control and what you can't. Before you can move past deciding on your goal and recognizing your obstacles, it's important to understand what you are in control of. So let's decide what's in your control. So the graphic that I have is, it looks like a a head, a brain of some sort, and um, it just kind of blocks off the things that you can control and the things that you can't. So the things that are in your control are your boundaries, your thoughts and actions, the goals you set, what you give your energy to, how you speak to yourself, and how you handle challenges. Those things are all within your control. Now, what's not in your control? All right, so this is the thing that gets everybody. So your past, of course, we know that because that's over as soon as it happens. Your future, the actions of others, the opinions of others, what happens around you, what other, excuse me, what other people think of you, the outcomes of your efforts, and how others take care of themselves. So those are the things that are not in your control. Okay, let's start with some things that are out of your control and kind of unpack them. You're going to have to forgive me because my throat is a little sore from all of the singing and yelling we did at this wedding. (laughs) Okay, so the past. So as you know, the past is over the second it happens. I always say that. You have no control over the past. Thinking that you can control the past now in your present is a complete waste of your time and energy. 
I mean, I know a lot of people think that they can change what has happened in the past by doing something now. But if you can look at the past for what it is and what it was and move on, things will be much easier. Now, the future, this is a tricky one because I would say that the future without any input from you is out of your control and other people's future results are out of your control. But you can certainly control how your future plays out by what you do now. The actions of others, how other people act or behave is totally under their control and you cannot control other people as you know. So that makes things easy. You might not think or you might not like how they behave. And again, it's a reflection on them, not you. And that's a thing that's very difficult for people. Like, I feel like I can change how they're acting. I can make them act better. But you can't. So how other people act is totally under their control. So you might as well check that one off your list because that's something you really don't need to be worrying about. And it is, again, a waste of your time and energy. You also can't control the opinions of others. This is one of my favorites favorites because all we all think that the opinions of others is, is in our control. Like if I act a certain way, they're going to have a better opinion of me. It totally is not. What other people think of us is based on their past experiences of how they view things. Does that make sense? So just say you, um, you dyed your hair pink and it looks beautiful, but, and everybody loves it, but there's a couple of people who just don't like pink hair. So their opinion of you is going to be, whatever the reason is that they don't like pink hair, it belongs to them. Maybe they saw someone in their past that had pink hair and that person acted badly or they, just had a bad experience with somebody who had pink hair. So this feeling is coming from their past experience. And that's just a simple, funny example. But if you could look at everything like that, like things that you do, the opinion of you is based on their experiences from their past. And if you're doing something like, um, You changed your career, for example. You went from being an office executive to a carpenter, right? And so maybe the person doesn't like carpenters. So it doesn't matter what you do. They're going to judge you based on their own opinion. Okay, uh, you can't control what happens around you. This one's a little easier to unpack. We all know that what happens around us is out of our control. And if we understand that, then understanding all the other aspects of things out of your control makes more sense. Example, the actions of others, the opinions of others, right? What's happening around you is not in your control and you can just focus on what you're doing. So that again, makes it easier because if you block out what is going on around you, then you can focus on what you need to be doing. Also, what other people think of you. This goes along with people's opinions. So what other people think of you, that's their opinion. Um, Also the outcomes of my efforts. 
for other people, right? You may think you are in control of this, but it's how other people perceive or process your efforts that will determine the outcome, how much effort you put in. And you might put effort in, but they might think, well, they didn't put, you didn't put enough effort in, in my opinion, is what it people say should always have that tagline. You didn't work hard enough on that project, in my opinion. Then it all of a sudden makes it seem like, okay, well, that's your opinion and you're entitled to have it. So the outcome of your efforts is really out of your control with other people. And how other people take care of themselves is another thing. You may want this to be in your control, but trust me, it is not. You might want to tell people, you're not taking good care of yourself. This is what you need to do. But that's your opinion, what they need to do. And it's up to them to decide how they take care of themselves. So check that one off your list because, again, you're never going to get anywhere with that. And it's just going to drag you down. Now, about what is in your control, and this is where I want us to focus. Everything that you can't control, just don't focus on it because these are the things right now that you need to be focusing on. Your boundaries. You are in control of what you will and will not allow in your life. People, actions, all things that you can control. And when I say that, I mean you get to decide what people you welcome into your world or your home, or your relationships. In turn, you are either allowing or not allowing the actions of those people into your life, right? So I'm going to give you an example. So say you go to lunch every month with a friend who's always late or cancels at the last minute. Now, this is your friend, and you want to make sure that every month you're meeting up to catch up, and you really enjoy her, his or her company. But if this person is always late, or cancels at the last minute, it becomes very frustrating for you because you've carved time out of your schedule to, to meet up for lunch. You know, you got yourself dressed and ready, or you left work to go to this lunch meeting or whatever it is that you do to prepare for this lunch meeting. You get excited. Maybe you brought some things to show this person. It's important to you, but they are late. And they're eating up some of your time, especially if you're on your lunch break from your work. <clears throat> or your business. So at, what's going to happen is you're going to set a boundary up around whether you will continue to meet this person for lunch. And when I say boundaries, there's consequences that come from that. But the consequence of you setting up a boundary is not for the other person. The consequence is for you. And what I mean by that is the consequence is going to be you're not going to be able to spend as much time with this person. Because you're going to say, if you continue to be late or cancel on me, we're just not going to be able to meet for lunch anymore or as frequently. And you set up a boundary because you don't have time for this. You don't have time to have your one hour lunch meeting that you're really excited about be cut short or canceled at the last minute. And so that person, it's not a consequence for them because they're going to continue to meet up with people and they will continuously be late and they'll cancel at the last minute. So it doesn't matter to them because they're going to keep their behavior is going to stay the same. But for you, the consequence is going to be, well, I'm just not going to get to see this person as much. And that's okay. Now, another thing that's in your control are your thoughts and your actions. 
it's always what you think about a situation or a circumstance that matters, not the situation itself. So let that sink in. It's always what you think about a situation that matters, not the situation itself. Your thoughts about something will cause a feeling which will cause your actions. You are completely in control of that. So for example, if someone is treating you badly and you think that you're, you know, that they're a jerk, (laughs) but if you think, hmm, maybe they have stress in their life. So I always used to use the example of a boss who is a micromanager, who treats you badly, who doesn't have, excuse me, compassion for you or or the work you're doing, they're not looking at it in a way that's, you know, the way you think they should be looking at all your hard work. So you're thinking, gosh, what a jerk, or gosh, what a micromanager, or I don't, I just don't like this boss or this person. But if you think, huh, I wonder what's causing that. Maybe they have stress in their life, or maybe you didn't know that that boss or that person has a special needs child or is going through a divorce or who knows what. So if you think about the situation differently, you'll feel differently about it. So you might be like, okay, they're micromanaging me. They don't know really how much work I put into this, but maybe it's because their thoughts and feelings are clouded by their personal life. So that's a really important thing to consider that the way you think about things will change everything. Okay, you're also in control of the goals that you set. You control what goals you set and if you are even going to set them at all. And most importantly, honor them or not honor them. You're in control of that. You can use your past thoughts and patterns to determine if you will set a goal or move toward it, which sometimes we don't. Our past is just dictated that it's never worked out, so we just don't do it. Or you can take massive action to get there. Either way, it's in your control and it's up to you. So if your past is always dictated that you tried something and you failed once and you never did it again, that's what's going to continue to happen. But you can break that cycle. You can take massive action and you can get there. And I can help you with that. Okay, you also have control what you give your energy to. This is where massive action and passive action comes in. You can talk about doing things, which is passive action. You talk about it, you think about it, like start a business or find a partner, or you can take massive action by actually setting up meetings, going to events, actually putting all your energy towards your goal. You can think about doing something But along with that comes all the reasons why it won't work. That's what has happened in the past. So thinking about it and talking about it and going online and researching it is action, but it's passive action. It's not actually taking the steps that will get you there. And I've used the example about um, starting a business. You know, you could wish, I wish, I wish, I wish, but taking massive action is actually making appointments with people that will help you start a business. Or if you're looking for a building to do your business in, going to talk to realtors, put it on your calendar and actually go. 
or making an appointment to meet with a business advisor or someone who can give you a business plan and actually going to this meeting and actually sitting down with another human and putting that plan together. So that's the difference. Now you also have control how you speak to yourself. This one is super important because without this, none of the other things are going to work. So think about what you say to yourself, your thoughts and your impressions of yourself. Do you put yourself down? Some of that comes from your past and your habits and your patterns. Saying things like, well, I knew this would happen. I mean, do you find yourself saying that every little thing that goes wrong? Well, I knew this would happen or I'll never be able to accomplish this. That kind of talk keeps you down and just different kind of comments like that. Pay attention to how you speak to yourself. And would you speak to others that way? Others that you care about and love. And a good example is children. If you love your children, you typically try to lift them up and not tear them down. You try to help them and support them. Do you lift yourself up? Or would you help a close friend? Or do you bring yourself down with negative self-talk? Saying things, and you know, sometimes we say things, <clears throat> excuse me, and we don't realize that it's negative self-talk. You need to practice being and thinking positive thoughts and positively. Lift yourself up by telling yourself what you know to be true about your talents. Now, how I handle challenges. <clears throat> Excuse me. This might be your best strength. You might be amazing during a crisis or a quick thinker when under pressure. These things could help you during challenging times. Look at the good things that you do. Use everything about yourself that you love and make it part of your personality, right? How do you handle challenges? And, you know, I, somebody had told me once about this person who, you know, they didn't really think that they were capable of a lot of things, but then a little fire, a little kitchen fire started this one day when they were all together. And that person ran around, grabbed all the things that needed to be grabbed to stop the fire, was in complete control, opened windows, you know, and while the rest of the group was sort of standing there frozen, not knowing what to do. And it was like, wow, she was really great in a crisis. Those kind of things you need to really look at about yourself. If somebody fainted, what would you do? Would you stand there frozen and just stare at them? Or would you jump into action or at least call 911? Like, look at those things about yourself. If you're great about doing those things, then use that to your advantage. The you that you love and make it part of your personality. Okay, everyone. So this was the second phase in reaching your goals and deciding what you want out of your life. Getting past this phase is the hardest part. It's hard because most of it comes from your past patterns and the habits that you've created throughout your life, the things that have kept you stuck and unhappy. And also don't expect things to change overnight and give yourself some grace about it. If you try to accomplish everything all at once, you will for sure fail. 
because remember, Rome wasn't built in a day. It's okay to fail here and there so that you can learn from it. But welcome those failures so you can keep moving forward and say to yourself, okay, this didn't work, so I'm going to try that. Instead, instead of being crushed by every failure, look at it as, as a gift, right? So I failed, but now I know what to do differently. So the next episode, we're going to move on, but really think about and work on these things that we talked about today. I really want you to think about what you can control and what you can't. And you're also amazing. And I know that you have this. So I really want you to work on these things and feel free to reach out to me. If you have any questions, you know, you all know how to get me, but, um, and I'm going to try to get this graphic up so that you can all see it. And I want you to really work hard on this phase two, because accomplishing some of this will really push you forward to the next step. And I can't wait to talk to you all next time. All right. Have a great one. Bye-bye. Hello. If you are interested in moving from a survivor to a thriver in your life and or your business, I have a six-month coaching solution just for you. This is how it works. We meet one-on-one, once a week on a coaching call from the comfort of your own home or office. I meet you where you are at right now in your journey so that we can move forward from here. We will identify where you are stuck and put a plan in place and a path to follow to your success. If that sounds good to you, just hop over to my website at karenmessina.com and sign up for your confidential consultation. What do you have to lose? Can't wait to meet you.